Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the new year. Well, for us, it's the first episode of the new year of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. This week, we want to talk about two really important things that we think are going to help us get through 2021, uh, which are hope and optimism. And so how do we harness hope uh, in the new year? How do we really keep that optimistic mindset in the new year uh, so that we we can keep our resolutions strong and we can keep ourselves happy and active and ready and raring for the new year. Ron, what do you want to add into the mix? Well, I, I want to ask, the, I guess the question is, is Leslie, should I, should I have hope in 2021 or should I be optimistic? I'm going to answer that yes. <laughs> I'm going yes to go. My, yes, my answer is as I'm, I, I'm, I'm often an and person, not an or person, but I think it's hope and optimism that yeah. are going to really not just help us survive in 21, because let's hope that we can do more than that, uh, but mm. that we can really, you know, thrive, really just learn how to thrive in this, in this new shiny bright year. What about you? Yeah. What's your take? Should we have hope or optimism? Yeah, I I think, you know, at the end, I'm going to say I agree with you. But just to have a little spice in our conversation, I will say to <laughs> I start with, <laughs> I hope always to me is like, I always say when when people are like, oh, I hope this will work out. My reaction in my brain is like, hope is not a plan. Like, hope is not right. going to get you there. It's um, right. So the way that I think of. It is more than my the, very the pragmatic thinking. friend. Yes. Yeah. Such a downer. <laughs> pragmatic rod. We're going to call it pragmatic in our reframing universe. Yes. Right. Right. And, uh, but then also, like, the other side is, you know, it, you know optimism is, um, I, I think I'd, I'd like to be the optimistic person because it's people say, oh, if you're optimistic, you're generally better outcomes for you happier healthier etc blah 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 and it's it relates a little bit to the positive thinking conversation of uh and so as as the realist that i am i'm like i'm on this edge between becoming like a philosophical pessimist just sitting in a cafe drinking coffee saying oh all these people they don't understand the realities of the world it's all against us i'm like on the knife edge between that and trying to be like you know i'm generally a positive person i hope sometimes you so are. i i have a i have this dancing around to say like you know i think i i generally tend to to want to say optimism is what we should have um versus hope but in preparing for our conversation today that has shifted my I was like oh I didn't really think of these two concepts in that way and so I think that's what's going to be the interesting discussion is like well what's is there a difference between right. the two first of all and um not just for 2021 is like in the moments in our lives uh it's not that we should be so scientific and think okay right now I'm going to apply hope <laughs> tomorrow right. I will apply right. but <laughs> at 12 10 today i shall yeah. be applying hope to all of my situations yes right. not gonna work right no but in general that uh <laughs> to say you know it's sometimes uh so let's talk about hope a little bit first as we we okay you know um how would you define how do you think of it if someone were to ask you what does it mean 
It's so, so, you know, I never, until we started talking about this, and like a lot of our topics, this one just sort of came up organically. We were talking about a million other things, and then all of a sudden land on hope and optimism. Um, and I never really thought about how to distinguish between the two of them. Like, I, I consider myself a pretty hopeful person, and I consider myself a pretty optimistic person. Uh, and so I'd never really done the math in my mind of what's the difference between the two. So as we were, as I was thinking about this, I started thinking, well, hope is, um, I, I still don't even know that I have like full mental capacity to, to define it. What's your definition? So yeah. that's what I'm going to say. So my definition is hope is the thing that, um, when it's darkest, when things are really all going sideways, hope is the thing that helps me see the light. Hope is the thing that, um, you know, helps me look towards the future. Optimism to me is a constant undercurrent, right? Like there is a constant undercurrent of optimism in my life where I genuinely believe that things are going to work out for the best. And I genuinely think that overarchingly, I'm having the experiences I need to have to be a full and realized person. And all those things is where I think optimism comes into play. To me, hope comes into play when you're in one of those downward trends in life and you can sort of say, no, you know what? I remember, I know things are going to be good. It's that whole darkest before the mm -hmm. dawn kind of thing. Hope is the thing that reminds me that it is always darkest before the dawn. So if I'm going through a dark mm -hmm. period, hope is, is what helps me see the light. That's, that's mm -hmm. kind of my very simple understanding of the difference between okay. it. What's your, so, what's your take? Well, well, before I say it, like, so, so if you were 1976 sitting in the uh, planning room for the Star Wars movie and they're like, what should we call this movie? And then somebody right. had on the table a new optimism. And then the other, <laughs> the other option was a new hope. You would have been on the side of, I think we should call this movie a new hope. Yes. Oh, a new optimism. Yes. One hundred. And I mean, I even use that in my thinking because I am that much of a geek. I'm thinking that movie title, had it been a new optimism, would have just been snorzy from Snoresville. But a new hope <laughs> gives you this sense of, oh, my God, yes, I want that. Like, I, I, right. I, I want that hopeful mindset. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I think I I'm and I'm with you on that definition. It's the. Uh, with no other evidence necessarily of why something should work out or like with this, when there's uncertain more uncertainty or whatever it's it's like but you still bring hope to the situation that like you know we can't that together collectively whatever if it's if it's now it's collectively we can get through this and that uh you know, working together, we'll be able to find a path. We don't know what that path is yet type thing. But it's the hope that will carry us forward to be able to, to think that we can come to a successful outcome. Right. Now, interestingly, as we did our little research before this, is that when we looked at, there was a couple of articles and they referred to a definition of hope from like research papers. And it's the opposite. I just, know. just for fun. It's like they define. So when they do research on this, they describe it, it's hope as like something that you have control over and you have a pathway to succeed. 
It's like, oh, that's not how I thought of it. That's not how I experience it either. This is another one of yeah. those things where sort of intellectual research and lived experience for me are vastly different things. Yeah, totally. Yeah, sometimes vastly it's different. when you... Yeah. And did you also find, it was interesting to me, some of the stuff I read, and you guys know, I don't normally do reading before these things. I usually come with just like experience, experience, experience. But this is one that it's just so interesting to try and dissect. I also found that um, hope has is one of those things, it's like when, it's like if you say you read Eckhart Tolle, that you almost do it a little bit embarrassed that you're, you know... <laughs> Like that, that you're, oh, you're in that self-help kind of mindset. Hope has that same, it felt to me, that same tinge of really, you're a hopeful person. Like it, that it's a little bit maligned mm -hmm. that people don't like to confess that they mm -hmm. are a hopeful person, which I also mm -hmm. found endlessly fascinating because I think mm -hmm. hope is great. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how else we'd get through things without, without hope. Yeah. I think I read, I was looking for this quote, I couldn't find it, but I'd read somewhere before that there's something about humans that we're, we're tend to be, it's like even to the extent of being unrealistic and like naive and prone to error on the side of hope. And I was like, well, that's okay. <laughs> if we're going to yeah, be I'll take verge that. on this, that's right. I'll take that. Uh, um, so now our optimism, let's look at, that okay. the, I'll, maybe I'll start on optimism. It's I, th the uh, the analogy that uh, I read, which I thought was really good, was like optimism is if you're a supporter of a sports team and it's a good team, and like you know maybe they led the league all year and they're going into the playoffs, you can be optimistic that your team is going to do well. Right. And, and then hope is the opposite. It's like you're, it's a crappy team and you're, you're playing. You could be hopeful that they might somehow win tonight, but eh. Well, and maybe that's why hope gets bashed around a bit. Maybe people, maybe people associate hope with lost causes. You know, yeah. that like there is, there's, you know, there's, there's very little chance of your team winning if they're statistically haven't been doing so well. Uh, throughout the season or whatever. Not that I'm a sport person. I always say to my team at work, go sports, because that's really all I know. But, um, you know, maybe that's why hope gets bashed around. Because yeah. optimism feels like it's grounded more in fact. I'm just going to use that word loosely, yeah. although I'm not sure if I mean it. But, like, optimism is more grounded in realism. Maybe that's the way to, yeah. say, to say it. And, yes. and um, that's, that's nice. hope yeah. is more kind of... Oh, Pollyanna. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's why. Maybe that's why people. Mm -hmm. I think there's a there's another difference with optimism, which um, I think interestingly doesn't get like hope and optimism as we're talking about it is forward looking, like looking to something mm -hmm. that will come in the future, either near or far future. But um, optimism is also particularly when they like dive into the research around this or the how people describe it is when you compare it to pessimism there's the element of how people interpret situations right. and what hap so it's like the optimist is say you go into a sales pitch and uh it fails the the way they talk about the research a lot is that that optimist will leave that room and say oh you know it wasn't our day or it was like oh well the other 
competition, it was their brother-in-law. So that's, of course, you know, it, was, it, was it gonna, wasn't us. Yep. Basically, yep. it's yep. like you don't blame yourself for things that happened to you. You more likely attribute it to environmental factors, like other factors, right. Right. where the pessimist interprets the situation as being more, oh, that was my fault. That was a personal uh, character flaw. That was, you know, an error that I did or well, people no, didn't like me. Interesting. So it's, it's, it's how you interpret the event once it's happened, which leads to the self-fulfilling prophecy of uh, right. like, you know, you, you're inclined to think, okay, this ha similar situation happened before. Um, I didn't, I don't, if a pessimist would come from that saying, I saw this before, it was my fault. Uh, I shouldn't even bother next time. See, it's so that's such an interesting way of putting it, Rod, because my experience of the world is I tend to think a lot of things are my fault, or at least I'm trying to understand what role I played. And maybe this is the difference, as you were saying that. Mm -hmm. I, I always try to understand what role I played in something going well or poorly, and then adjust my behavior around that to get a better outcome next time. But I suppose that when you were saying it first, I thought, oh, well, maybe that I, then I am a pessimist. But then I think I think it's because I just maybe maybe I still am an optimist because I look at it from the perspective of, OK, like it didn't go our, our way this time. But what do we need to do differently for next time? That's different yeah. than what you're saying. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Maybe OK. It's, it's the real like this is where we get sophisticated. And this is the part I really like because we take the headlines of these concepts and break it to what, what really happens. Because, yeah, you, like you you maybe just applying a, a good practice to say like hey that was a weird thing i didn't like how that went but um you know i realize in every interaction there's two people or more involved right so right what role did i play in that it, right. you're actually you're actively asking about that versus the default of uh you know the pessimist would also even if they're being praised they'd be like uh we're it wasn't because of something I did. It was because of luck right. or it was because right. Right. whatever. Um, so, yeah, no, but the, the I think that is the, the nuance. I think the thing around when they get into this, it's like there is a realism. You used that word before of it's seeing a situation for what it is. So an optimist doesn't mean that they're going to go into everything and think it'll work out. Uh, but they're predisposed to think that um, it can work out given their right. own agency, meaning that like what they can do, f you know, preparation, planning, how they are in the situation, whatever. They're more inclined to think, yeah, if I do that, uh, it can come together and there's a, you know, there's a chance. So it, th this is where it mixes in. I, I'm trying not to not to say the word hope as I'm talking about optimism. <laughs> but <laughs> truly, it is hard though, isn't it? But the, and and in the definition, like the dictionary, it refers to hope when it's describing optimism. It does actually use the word hope, which is makes it even ha -ha. more interesting. Yeah, but there is that element of like. But I think it's the it's the real view, realistic view, uh, predisposed to think that you can have a positive outcome given right necessary steps, preparation, and so forth, or you're just knowing your ability. Like a predisposed positivity to what strengths are, what you can do, um, versus a pessimist would would be, ah, this, you know, every like predisposed to think it's not going to work out. So then that 
the self-fulfilling prophecy. No matter what I do. Like, it's almost like no matter what I do, it's going to be a disaster anyway. Um, So, sure, I'll put time in, but it's not going to... I would... Oh, my God. Even as I say those words out loud, that has to be a really hard way to go through life. Yeah. You know, it... Like it I is. Have, I, I have compassion for now. Like I, I've never thought about it really from, uh, from that mindset. But to go through every day and every experience feeling it that way—that's so hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, hug a pessimist, friends. Hug a pessimist. Yeah. They need. So, they need. I, they need a little <laughs> bit of your hope. Holy moly! That, so, let's. We could dive into that a little bit because there's an interesting. Um, well, I, I think it's an interesting story. Like, so the guy, the the psychologist guy who's considered the father of positive psychology, it's a guy named Martin Seligman. He, um, in the early 2000s, you know, et cetera, a long story, he became the president of the Psychology Association. And he was like, hey, like, we'll just focus all our time thinking about people with problems. What if we actually thought about people who are otherwise okay, but we just want to make their Ooh. lives a little bit happier? And so he shifted the, he influenced the shift of focus on of psychology research and to be like, we could like study normal people and understand the challenges they have, you know, air course normal, that's normal so, right? That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because up until then it was, I mean, understandably it was people with serious psychological issues. They were trying to figure out how to treat them right. and it had a lot of, if, you know, from the fifties, sixties to today, a huge, uh, benefit and improving how to treat people so the but he this is the same guy like psychologists used to do studies on animals and they would extrapolate it to people and so it's kind of so bear with me on this how i'm going to describe because our nothing means going to happen to the animals in your story though right rod because i can't handle that Uh, well just it was back I don't know. Yeah. In a long time ago. Okay. Can you talk about it in broad brush strokes then? Because okay, well, I'll, 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 with I'll do the easy one. Stories. Okay. Do an easy Here's one. Here's the easy one. Go light on me. You know, you know the expression, me. you know, the expression Pavlov's dog. Yes. So Pavlov was a researcher. He basically showed how we could train a dog to salivate right. based on ringing a bell. So he would ring yes. the bell every time. Okay. So they did studies on dogs and they, had a dog uh, in a spot and the, there was an electric shock and <gasps> the dog would jump away. It's like, I don't like the electric shock. In some cases, they stopped, prevented the dog from jumping away. And what they learned was, like over time, when, the, when that prevention or barrier was removed, they still didn't jump away from the shock. And that, that's termed learned helplessness. It is really sad. It is really sad. But the term learned helplessness, actually, they then just take it to people is, and this is pessimism, is through life, stuff happens to people where they, they have situations where they can't control removing yeah. themselves from the painful situation. Yeah. And so over time, they, they learn that it's called learned helplessness. They learn, uh, are they, are they, I, I don't know what the right way to describe it is they don't do steps to take themselves out of the painful situation and they just stay in it. And so, um, and that does, and we, I mean, that does happen to people. You basically, sure it does. 
for you sure get in does. a shitty situation and you you don't you for whatever's happened in past in your life you and you learn that you can't take steps to improve and or well, not to improve is, but to remove yourself from it this is why i think they always talk about in addiction programs and other psychological programs you have to hit rock bottom and rock bottom is that is that feeling of i just can't take it anymore like i just can't take it anymore i won't take it anymore that's honestly um what led me to see you guys have heard me talk about my therapist in the past that when i first saw him that was what i was feeling i i i was the dog in that thing with the shocks and the stun the not Mm. moving and all the things and uh and then i just for whatever reason i hit a rock bottom and i went and got help and um Mm -hmm. Like, I, I can't even imagine my life if I hadn't done that. Mm-hmm. And and he was able to tap into the underlying optimist that is within me um, that had sort of been, that had all this crap layered on top of her. And, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, sort of helped me peel away those pessimistic layers and that, that sense of that the world was not going to work out okay, that things were working mm-hmm. against me rather than for me, whatever. But it, it really did take a... Um, it took that emotional rock bottom sensation. So there is hope, right? I guess is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. You can see that I'm mm-hmm. a, like an, an unending hopeful optimist. There is hope. Even if you or someone you love is in that kind of um, situation where, yeah. you know, you've had that shock so many times, you don't even, you don't even respond yeah. to it anymore. You don't even react. It's just yeah. part of your, um, yeah. part of one's reality, right? So... Mm-hmm. So it's thank true. goodness, I mean, I don't like that that study happened, but I'm grateful that we have um, nomenclature now to understand yeah. these experiences that we find ourselves in and yeah. then hopefully some ways to find our way to orient our beings back to light, to orient yeah. our beings back to hope and optimism and, and all those things, Yeah, which is, I think, why this is such a why this topic hit us so close right is is just that Mm -hmm. feeling of trying to help others if you're in that dark space or maybe you don't experience it all the time but maybe you're like an occasional pessimist and you're trying to figure out how do i sort of shift the balance so that i'm you know Mm -hmm. i'm more on the side of optimism than than pessimism (laughs) i think we all like it we all are multifaceted we all have moments of 100 pessimism. i i mean i have i, I do for not, sure yeah i don't know if i labeled it the pessimism but i think about I, a very recent example is so working from home all the time like i've never spent so much time in my house than this yeah. year and i honestly at some points i'd be lying in bed or like even during the work day i'm like i that that noise what was that noise i didn't uh-huh never heard that before why is it (laughs) creaking how come the floor bends a little bit like this and i started to really worry about it and it it, honestly like it i would be thinking about this all the time worrying about it and this is so this is me i i get stuck in that times and what's super helpful is i someone to talk to about i talked to my wife like like this is bothering i saw one i learned to talk about things that are bothering me as silly and stupid as they might be i've learned to put voice to it and two then the question is and and it's so amazing how in the moment i don't think of this it's only by talking about it that i do is yeah is what could i do about it right right and 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 then i was like well i guess i could 
hired somebody in to check it out. And instantly I felt better like this this yes. kind of like fear like about my house being all wonky um left so I've, it's it's that taking action part and not be and, and 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 actually it was a little bit of a learned helplessness i was like in this situation causing me stress and not doing anything about it right 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 um this like microcosm but that's the this happens this happens to me all the time like i, I and it really no matter how much I know about it, I still get stuck in it. And it just, but it's to remind myself like, or take action on the thing yeah. that is causing you pain or causing you concern, consternation. And I think talking to someone is such an important, and, and it can't be someone who helps you, like who, who keeps you stuck in that dark space, yeah. right? Like I think right. a lot of us like to talk to people where we quetch with them and we commiserate about how bad things are. All the science says that is actually not the thing that's going to help you feel better. Mm -hmm. You want to talk to somebody who will listen uh, with mm -hmm. an open heart and an open mind, but then will help you find strategies and ways out for sure. As an mm -hmm. only child, and, and you know, I grew up, my parents split when I was younger. I think I've said on this podcast before, uh, my mom was an alcoholic for a period of time. I had long periods of time where I didn't talk to anybody about anything. And I, mm. I think it was that that was keeping me in the dark. Like I, I really, um, our minds are sometimes not our friends. They will not, they really love that spin of mm -hmm. um, anxiety and the what ifs and the oh no's and the if onlys and all of that. Our, our minds love that spin. And I think you mm -hmm. do need someone to come in and almost stop the current Um like by by talking it out with them help you stop mm -hmm. that current that flow of that that negative um pattern thinking but it's still mm -hmm. it's still i still have to think about talking to somebody about it now like even yeah. to this day i have to say to myself huh i wonder if i talked to rod about it yeah. would i feel any yeah. better i wonder if i yeah. talked to so-and-so and first i have to like convince myself to talk to someone about it and then i talk to someone about it <laughs> So, yeah. you know, it's not a it's not a linear path, right? I think um, nothing. I think if if you shared that great article uh, this weekend, Rod, and one of the things that stood out to me was this whole notion of just accept that twenty one is going to be a non linear year. Don't expect mm. things to happen in a linear, straightforward fashion. And I find mm. that such a relief. I just, mm -hmm. I find that gives me permission. Like if I make mistakes, if I do silly things, um, mm -hmm. you know, that's okay. That's just a couple steps sideways and then onward and upward, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that I'm so glad you mentioned that because then like, how do we tie this into looking at this year ahead where there still remains so much uncertainty mm -hmm. um, and uncertainty causes people stress as we know from our scarf model, it's the C Indeed. in scarf. And so what do we do in that situation? And, and that, yeah, I think it's, it's, we change our, the expectation of what to expect, like how much certainty should we expect right. in the year ahead? Well, let's shift that expectation. So I know this is wacky to say, but it's like, <laughs> what is certain is that there will be uncertainty. We're, we're shifting the uncertainty to right. a certainty right. by just saying like, yeah, that's what's going to come. And be able to, to focus on the things that, uh, or just, just. Uh, so that when it does happen, 
Yeah, so that when it does happen, we're not as freaked out. We're not right. as, you know, we're not as knocked off our feet when uncertainty happens. We'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah there you are, old friend. I was expecting you. Welcome. Because, yeah. you know, we, we kind of knew yeah. that this year was going to be like this. So that yeah. we learn to welcome these things that in the past might have caused us fear, trepidation, um, anxiety, whatever. And just sort of go, okay, here you are. Let's mm -hmm. deal. Yeah. I guess, like, I, I, I think, like some people, I've started to think about a maybe a vacation in the summer, you know, <gasps> like going somewhere. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I can't, I can't book this. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Are we going to require vaccines if we go over border? I guess I should approach the situa situation and say, look, okay, I'm going to book this. It might not work. We might right. have to cancel everything. I might lose right. the price of this ticket. And if that's okay, then I'll still do it. But if like that's just it. approach it from the, you know, I, I, going to try to organize something but you know it might not work out so we'll see a friend of mine this is how optimistic and hopeful i am i did that in october i thought we'd my friend and i thought we'd be okay to book like all within ontario but uh but um like a fall hiking trip up to algonquin and uh as the dates got closer we realized it was a no-go and so we had to cancel it. And now we have this $800 credit at this place that eventually we'll have to go to. And <laughs> even though that happened, Rod, we have another place booked in February to go winter. I love winter hiking. Oh, my goodness. Um, to go winter hiking um, again up in Algonquin. That's the hopeful person I am. I've already got it booked. And if all hell breaks loose, hey, all hell breaks loose. But we do have to have something to be hopeful for. I think you should book yeah. your vacation, my friend. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. If it goes and sideways, just, it goes sideways. But at least up until that point, and maybe this is one of the other principles is, you know, there's that whole notion of um, you can either sit and worry and ruminate and feel horrible between now and let's say you were going to book it in June, or you can book it now, feel hopeful about it, and maybe only feel horrible for a couple of weeks if it turns out you actually can't go. So you kind yeah. of can shorten your shorten the worry timeline i think when we yeah. take charge in these ways of of opt with using optimism and hope yeah yeah i i think you should book it that's my take <laughs> all right i'll let you know if i do yeah yeah definitely definitely we'll now then I'll, of course back. i'm gonna have to do like a whole bunch of google search when's the best time to buy it Thank goodness for you and the Googles, Rod. I don't know that this podcast would even, even exist. I can't even like make it. That's not true. I'm exaggerating, but it's like every decision now. It's like, what should I do? Hmm. I wonder what Google thinks. Fifty thousand of my unknown friends have done. Yeah, but but thank goodness we have that information now. You know, I'm starting so over the holidays. I started rewatching. Do not make fun of me, people. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which one is one of my oh, favorite shows in the '90s, <laughs> like favorite favorite shows. And it's un like there are no cell phones, right? So when they oh, when one yeah. of them is out in trouble, they like they have to go back to a place where there's a landline and call another place where there's a landline and hope that that person like just that fact alone is such a shocking it, it feels so antiquated now it feels so like we could never even imagine it you know yeah so thank yeah. goodness we can we can reach out if we're ever out on our vampire slaying it's true uh adventures we can just call each other whenever we need help another thing yeah. to be optimistic about i think yeah exactly <laughs> exactly 
Awesome. Okay, so I think in terms of advice for 21, right, when it comes to hope Mm. and optimism is talk to people when you're not feeling it. Mm Mm-hmm. Be honest with yourself and don't force mm-hmm. yourself, like don't pretend to be optimistic and hopeful if you're not feeling it and then talk mm-hmm. to someone if you are. What's our other, what would be our final couple of tips? And it's it's combined, it's combining hope with optimism. So yeah, have hope, be positive, but it's the realism of the, the optimist is to, to, to go into things with the, okay, it might not work out. Um, and just accept that. And that brings yeah. its realism and, uh, it changes the expectation. So it, it kind of counters the uncertainty that will, will certainly come. Oh, I like that. I think we should end right there. Mm-hmm. That's powerful words, Rod. Thanks. Well, thank you. This is a good, I'm feeling pretty good about the year, my friend. I am yeah. not going to lie to you. Me too. Well, happy new year. Thanks very much. Happy new year. Okay, guys. Talk to you as the year goes on. Bye.